0: Hey ¿qué onda amigos from El Three Online. I'm Joe Rodriguez. Welcome once again to the ETO Podcast, El Three Online Podcast. This time I'm joined by El Super Mojado, all the way from Bristol, Connecticut. Super, how's it going, man?
1: Hey, what's up, Joe? Glad to be back.
0: <laughs> all right, and we have a very special guest today. Joining us, one of the uh, probably most coveted soccer personalities here in America, a longtime friend of mine, a former coworker. Oh yeah, there he Aww. is. Uh, you know, uh, loved by many, hated by by more. But uh, his name is Max. It's true. It's all El true. Human hammer. Bretos. What's I up, know. Max?
2: If we have a Super Mojado, we got. I gotta come up with a better name for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but I don't think he's get any better than Super Mojado. But I <laughs> Hey, el, yeah. cubano, el
0: cubano, el hey, cubano, ma, maleta <laughs> How you doing, Max? What's up with you, man?
2: Uh, I'm doing good right now. Uh, I just came back. I just got home from work from uh, L.A.F.C. We had a game on Sunday. We have a game on Friday, so it's a fun time. to focus on that and um, getting ready to do a few things. You know, I've been really active. You know, no long, I've no longer I parted ways with ESP, ESPN, and now I'm kind of focusing on L.A.F.C. and Calling fights and, and I'm I'm sending a lot of emails and knocking on doors and being a real pain just to see if I, about picking new work up here in Los Angeles because it's an exciting time, exciting city.
0: Hey, it really is, man. Uh, good for you, dude. Uh, we know that uh, a lot of the soccer uh, soccer fans out there are uh, are tuned in are starting to get familiar with your uh, what you're you're doing on YouTube. We'll touch on that in a little bit. Oh but, yeah. Obviously, we brought you here to talk about uh, about soccer, you know, a little football. Uh, and first, we wanted to talk about Liga Max. So now we're down to the uh, final two. Uh, you have Leon, who obviously had a an amazing season, an incredible run. Uh, and they're going to be taking on Tigres. So, Max, give us your first thoughts about the uh, final.
2: Well, you get the two best teams, which is, I think, exactly what you want. And it seems to me, just to look in the bigger picture – that you know, Liga MX has been getting very fortunate, or maybe they've created their own luck because the the Liga has been really good. Good storylines. I think we had the Cruz Azul one last year, and then Pumas the year before, or the season before. And now you end up with the semifinal of Tigres and Rayados and Leon and America. I mean, Leon is a bit of the outlier there, but they're a fun team to watch, and it's just they have a great home field advantage there in. Uh, uh,
0: which, Camp you
2: know, Camp no. But there is a fun team to watch, and I, I obviously don't, I, they don't have the the stature of America, and maybe America Tigres would be the most compelling one. But I think you get the top two teams and two, two exciting brands. Both stadiums are going to be packed. Uh, those are I mean those are, those are the two stadiums to me that really stick out the most because they're just this intimate setting. And one's all yellow, one's all green. And yep. um, some good players that are developing. I, 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 and then I, to get a D this month a semifinal and America, it's been a great run for a Liga. You've got to watch it. It's just so good. There's always good storylines.
0: Yeah, I mean, a Liga MX uh, has been one of those uh, leagues that always has just really compelling storylines, compelling matchups. Hey, Super, uh, really quick, let's talk about Leon. Um, so, Leon, as we mentioned, obviously – a very, very hot run in the middle of the season. They ended up, um, uh, you know, coming up with a Liga MX record of 12 consecutive victories. Obviously, now made it to the final. But they're going to be missing a key ingredient now that Jota uh, Jota Macias is going to join uh, El Tri uh, under 20 in Poland. Well, how do you that's think correct. that's going to impact? Well, uh,
1: oh yeah, I think that's going to be a, a big, big uh, – uh, they're going to feel it a lot. It's going to be a big uh, absence right there uh he's been sticking up for the team the whole uh uh playoffs you know he's he scored two goals uh and he had a lot more options and uh especially now that mena is not uh you know it hasn't been the same the same mena that we had over the uh the regular season so it, i think it's going to be you know a key key uh you know, the, somebody maina is gonna have to come back and st- yeah. stick
0: up again because you know that's gonna be a, a big uh absence. Yeah. Fill, you know? No, I
2: hear you. Uh, hey, he Marco. So- Jota uh, was great in that second leg. Yeah. He's everywhere, and that, that's crazy that it works out this way. Unfortunately, you gotta you gotta let him go for his international duty. But man, this timing—it's just jeez. But yeah, it's term- term- the the under twenty starts in four, four, on Thursday. Four days, yeah. So. Ridiculous? Yeah,
0: no, but you know what? the 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 one advantage for him is that uh, as we all know, the under twenty is basically like a launching pad for a lot of like superstars. Yeah, we seen Messi go through that World Cup. We seen El Cunahuero as well. Uh, you know, some of the like top brightest Mexican stars. Chicharito played in the under twenty as well. So, I mean, who knows? Uh, you know, why, wait, the, think the about all country. those.
2: Think about all those great English players that have come out. You know, uh, Trent Alexander and all those uh, guys that are played at those under-20s when England was right. coming through. Now we're going to learn all those guys' names, uh, and they're becoming big stars. England's going to be a powerhouse, and it's because of those, those under-20s, the under-18s that
0: came through, under-17s. Yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, hey, so going back to, to Liga and Max, and, and I wanted to have a little bit more, uh, Max, especially because you worked in the English media, um, in the mainstream media, uh, and we've seen a little bit of like you know, of the push of Liga and Max but what 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 do you make of the overall growth of Liga MX as a whole here in this country?
2: It's um I, well it's it's always going to be present there. I mean I always wait for some sort of breakthrough on on the English side, and they've always tried to push it uh, as a a soccer league that the American soccer consumer that already consumes the English league and Champions League and La Liga well, this would this be an option for them? It hasn't really hit it there. I think. It, Maybe they have to present it the right way because I think it'd be a really good mix, and I think it's something that would really work out. But uh, obviously, it's a monster here on the Spanish side, and the names are so big, and the money that they spend makes it appealing. I mean, we at Major League Soccer are kind of following the Liga MX model of finding young South American stars and have them come here before they go to Europe, and it's worked really well for... League MX, and now it's working well for Major League Soccer. But there's good and smart investments. It's just a big-money league. It's the best – I mean, when people say it's the best league in the Americas, you can't argue that anymore. People go, wait, the Brazilian League. But the Brazilian League and the Argentine League has been decimated by so much uh, uh, recruiting from the other leagues. Mexico is the one that financially is able to stand on top. So you have the personalities. You have the teams. You have so many good teams and so many good players that you see it playing at World Cups. That's really impressive. Just I mean, I was looking at the Club America, these guys that they bring in, and you're like, wow, this guy plays for the Paraguayan, National this guy plays for the Colombian. It's a big-time league. So I've been really impressed with it. I just think that it hasn't quite hit. Uh, it's just the tip of the iceberg. I think in a few years from now, I think Liga MX is going to be an even bigger phenomenon here.
0: Hey, the other thing, too, you mentioned all these big-time players that play in Liga MX and Super. One of them uh, is actually going to be playing in the, in the final, and that's um, uh, Andre Perry Iñak. Gignac kind of made a splash, obviously, like many years ago now. He's been with Tigres, but, uh, you know, he's the type of star that Liga MX needs, right, to recruit a lot of, like, you know, more of these, like, players that are that are from the European continent. I thought that was a strategic move. What do you think of gignac as a whole?
1: Well, I mean, yes. I mean, he's been the best player of the league for a few years now, ever since – I mean, he has the talent. I mean, coming from um, – France, it's, uh, we don't really see that, we used to see that in in Mexico, you know, for Europeans to come over here, so now, like, as as Max was saying, you know, this league is, like, the best of the Americas, or as so many people would say, uh, and it brings, like, interest to other parts of the world, you know, like, especially, too, that uh, having Mexican players like Raul Jimenez in Europe, they... They they look at this way more, you know. And as we can see, like now scouts, they also come over here uh, from other big teams. Uh, uh, it's it's putting uh, the focus on this league a lot more. And with Gignac, I mean Gignac, and he came here. He he fell in love with the Tigres, and uh, I mean we we see him every time he jumps to the field. That the way he connected with the team, you know.
0: You probably also I, fell in love with the money, too. Let's well, that's,
2: can I, can I, 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 let me add something here, because I'm surprised there haven't been more players like André-Pierre Gignac who've come over here in their 20s, uh, still in the height of their career, from Europe, that would come to Mexico. Because I, I think the model from Gignac, wouldn't everybody want to imitate that? You come over here, you're the star player of not just the team, <clears> but as Super was saying, of the league, you're making right? a boatload of money, yep. and you live a good life. And I just wonder why more European players haven't looked that as an option. Because I think all you have to see is what Gignac has done. And you'd say, "Yeah, I, I can be into that." And now you're, he's like an ambassador for the club. He's. It's. I just think I, if I was in issues or if I was a big European player, I would. I'd definitely consider it.
0: Yeah, it's. It's. I, I think a lot of it maybe has to do with. Uh the way that uh you know the uh the european uh, media portrays mexico maybe it's a dangerous place or yeah there's a yeah, lot yeah, of that yeah. negativity you know so uh, that's kind of like G- what i
2: yeah. G- they gotta you know they have to ask they have to ask Jean-Yac G- and say have you been worried have, have you felt unsafe and i guarantee you he'll say no i've i've loved my experience his own accounts we hear from him, he even loves it
0: right no you're right dude um so so you know like now talking about like uh america and uh you know here in the u.s with the mls and Liga and Max. So, the one thing that I've been talking about is about the growth of MLS. I've been extremely surprised with how MLS has come just such a long way. And obviously, it still needs to continue to grow and, 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 and develop its, uh, its home based players. But they also need to, like, you know, pull like, those type of, of players, like Iñak, Uh Because the one thing that I feel MLS has right now that is hindering their growth is that they're not the dominant team in their own hemisphere. Uh, you know, today we found out that it's going to be Tigres, Cruz Azul, America, and um, who's the 14 for the CONCACAF champions? Um, Cruz Azul, Tigres,
1: America, and...
0: Uh, and Celaya! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, I went blank. But anyway, we know. And León, of Le-wop, course. <laughs> yeah. So, the point is, <clears throat> Max, I mean, you need to have MLS step up in these CONCACAF champions uh tournament Uh, what do uh, you make of that
2: i i I was tweeting this past uh tournament saying look if this is the way mls is going to look in this tournament they're better off not going in it at all because they're doing more damage uh than they i think you the the opportunity to win it's great but if you flame out like that you're the league it was such a downer to start the league season that way you're like everyone's out getting blown out in some cases the year before was great we had two teams probably should have played the final in toronto and uh the red bulls but this year it can't be that way you've got to have teams prepared to hit it i think in defense of the major league soccer clubs they've got to start that tournament uh, at least three or four weeks later so they can ramp up their league it's just not fair that's not a level playing i'm not saying that's the only reason the mexican clubs are better they the mls teams have to catch some breaks but You've got to have better teams, better equipped teams for that tournament. But – because I, I would wait. I thought when Atlanta was there, you've got a team ready to go. And they didn't have it. They were out.
0: Yeah. Uh, very no, it's, it's extremely tough. So yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And you're right. The, also, the other thing is, like, you know, uh, many come to the defense of MLS that, you know, they're, like, barely in preseason form or just starting out their season, you know. But, I mean, that's just kind of like the nature of the beast. As long as uh, MLS continues to stay in this, like, you know, off-season uh, calendar, uh, you know, for, for lack of a better term, I think it's something that, like, you know, everybody's going to continue to bring up, but uh, that's a whole other story, but I do want to stick in the MLS com- conversation, and obviously, Max, you've been uh, there with LAC since the very beginning. Uh, they made the big splash by uh, signing Carlos Vela. I don't think anybody can, get, can make an argument that this was an old Carlos Vela that they signed. Uh, yeah. it, it was uh, Carlos Vela and his prime, but you know, just talk to us about what he means to that team and to the city.
2: He He's really endeared himself to Los Angeles. He's, he, he says it himself. He goes, This is where he wants to be. He loves to see. Hey, LA is easy to fall in love with. But he has done his part as well. And now, you know, this news about potentially, oh, wow, my son's tooth, did their tooth fall out? Oh, congratulations. <laughs> hey, I got some oh, notes to break. Maxie lost news. his first molar. Yeah,
0: we we need that. uh, We we need to come back uh, with the animation, all right? Yeah, (laughs) the breaking news animation.
2: Congratulations, little Maxi. Um, so uh, so yeah, Carlos Vela, uh, the news about the not not going to play for Mexico. I mean, obviously that's got to be not well received uh, for fans of l 3 But if you're LAFC or their fans, you go. This guy, you, you could not ask for a better player, club player. He's great. He plays every game, and now he doesn't leave for international duty. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's played so well. The one question I, I think we've seen it—he's uh, received some really gnarly tackles. Yeah. And Bob Bradley came out and was like defending, saying, uh, "You can't have it this way. You've got to, and this past, you have got to penalize these guys for doing that." And this past week, uh, FC Dallas—I should say—just yesterday, on Sunday, they—we uh, are recording this on a Monday. Sunday, they had some. They really had a short leash for these FC Dallas defenders. They were getting yellows and. And warnings, and there was eventually a red card on a Carlos Vela challenge. So uh, they need to do that because he does takes he takes up just a licking out there.
0: Yeah, and that probably had a lot to do with Thursday's game as well. You know, the at the end of Thursday's night's game, uh, Bradley was obviously very frustrated, and and uh, and he was speaking as uh, as openly as I've seen him uh, coming out in defense of a player. So uh and who who blames him right i mean that's that's his dp that's the star of the team and if bella's out for the season you know because of a a dumb tackle or a crazy yeah. challenge and that that can really hinder their 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 season expectations yeah 100 percent.
2: that would be uh I, I live in fear every time it's going to happen because he just goes 100 miles an hour he is, he is really fast he's strong and he's just he is courageous as anything he goes into all these challenges but he's been uh, spectacular. He scores 14 goals. The only thing I would say, the penalty taking has been a bit dicey. I mean, yeah. If he could hit his penalties, <laughs> this guy's going to score 40 goals.
0: How many has he missed? I know he missed one at BC, and then he missed one yesterday as well. Yeah. How many always, has he I missed
2: is, he, 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 He's missed two, and he's converted two. But the second mm-hmm. one against Dallas, Jesse Gonzalez, the goalie for FC Dallas, almost saved that one also. So yeah. that was the one point because oh, yeah. it's weird because he does everything else so well. And you're like, whoa. He also, could, he also needs to hit some free kicks, but I think that's going to happen soon. I think he's. That's, gonna a, that, that's something
0: historical <laughs> with Mexican players, though. Max, as you probably remember. <laughs> <Cup laughs> <of games. laughs> uh
2: oh, Garcia
0: aspens yeah, coming to take a penalty against Bulgaria. <laughs> exactly. But,
1: but that that first PK though, that was questionable for me. I think. Uh, I mean, believe me, I I I like LAFC. I think is my favorite team out of the. Uh, uh, the MLS, but I think that first uh, <laughs> PK was very
0: questionable. Whatever, but, super. From just Whatever, dude. <laughs> hey, hey super. Uh, so, so uh, you know, we've been following MLS very closely this season, and uh, and obviously, like you know, uh, as we mentioned, Vela, you know, um, and the MVP talk, uh, super. Like on the other, just south south of L, south of LAFC down in Karsten, Sladan Ibrahimovic has been having an incredible season for them. Can you? Tell Max that is going to be the MVP at the, at the end of the season, or do you think that it's going to be Vela? Uh, uh,
1: listen, I, I I have to go with the blood, man. I have <laughs> to go. I want to stick behind Vela. I mean, believe me, it's I enjoy watching Slatan play. He's an unbelievable player. But, uh, uh, you know, I think Bella has a, an advantage at the, at the beginning of this uh, season. Especially now with Slatan, uh, you know, the way he is, you know, now he got suspended two games and he got injured. So I, I don't know. I don't see it's, him, Yeah. you know, keeping it's up with, with Bella, especially super. every game he's scoring.
2: Yeah, exactly. But, super. It's not so difficult, my friend. It's Carlos Vela and it's not even close right now. <laughs> Zlatan even hit yes, that. Yes, I have to go on. with Vela. And Zlatan, Zlatan, the good thing about Zlatan is he does hit his penalties because he gets a lot of them and he converts them. But uh, Vella yeah, without yeah, the penalties, like it's fourteen. Said, yeah. Well,
0: yeah, so. it's gonna be, I mean, it's it. The best part about this, guys, though, let let's let's all be honest. You know, for the people that live in LA, and even for the for for the 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 hardcore MLS fans, or even the casual MLS fans, I'm sure they're enjoying. Seeing something like this, you know, just like the the fact that it's the biggest, the second largest city in the in the country with like you know two of the most well known teams wow. and two of the biggest stars, I'm sure that that's something that just gets just gets people excited. Hey, Max, speaking of which, uh, uh, Bradley doesn't well, yeah. want like, to traffico, but that's also right around the corner as well. Like it's 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 coming up. What are you expecting like fireworks? You know, like it, in the, in el the this season.
2: Well, I. I there was a there's been there's been some you know uh, collisions between the fans and so forth. I think it's going to be pretty intense. I hope for the best, but I think we saw some lines that that this rivalry is getting very passionate and hot blooded. So um, hopefully it stays on the field and so forth. But I think that it's a gradual progression of a rivalry. I mean, when I when we talk to the LFC people, they're they're just saying for the Galaxy, and I talk to the Galaxy folks, they're just same for LFC. It's very real. It's not something they just made up. So uh, that's there, and and I know that's part of every rivalry, but to, to see how advanced everything's been with LAFC, to also go to the point uh, where, yeah, they've got a, a fan base already that feels like it's been there for 20 years. They have a team that's playing, is the best team in Major League Soccer after two years, and it feels like it's been around longer. The rivalry feels like it's been around longer, and every chapter is going to grow in, in its scope, and I think this is – we, you have to wait till July to get that first game. It's going to be intense. I think remember last year they they played right away, like in March. Yeah. So now they're going to wait, and maybe you play them in the playoffs. It looks like they'll both be good playoff teams.
0: Yeah, and are we still going to yeah, call and, it? And,
1: uh, and I mean uh, that what first. Are call
0: it? What are we going to call the Super First? What are we? I mean, I don't know. What are we going to call this thing? <laughs>
1: we have to call it uh, uh, i guess you know the, the traffic sounds good to me i mean it, the traffic tra- kind like, <laughs> <it's not, laughs> of like is that it's here. not listen listen you have to el you trafico. have to go with uh what the uh, el traffic, of course with what the the city is known for el traffic man what what a better name for for that game i know? don't
2: i don't mind it but if i'm in the minority they can call it whatever they want and
1: uh whatever but it listen that first game that they played, that put that made the story of this of this Clásico, you know. I know it was painful, Max. You know, I know, and it's, I, I believe me, I didn't Ooh. like the outcome either. But that first, thing, it just wrote the whole story of this Clásico.
2: Well, look, LAFC have never beaten the Galaxy. That's a fact. Yeah. So every time until they beat them, the Galaxy has the upper hand. They have the upper hand. In, in bragging rights i mean they have the history with the five championships they, they have it so L- this is a really important fixture for lfc and if uh, that first game i believe it's going to be at the galaxy um they yep. will need, some, they'll need something they'll need something they'll need to win one of these two games or else it's going to be a it's going to be a tough pill to swallow
0: yeah hey uh max let's uh, let's shift gears uh to what you're doing now so i mean obviously we know you're not with espn anymore but we know you're hanging out with the LAFC guys, you know, on a, on a, on a typical basis, but uh, you're also doing uh boxing, but you're also now venturing into the YouTube world and, and you're doing a little more of that. So why don't you talk to us about that?
2: Oh yeah. I have my, uh, I'm on YouTube. Uh, check me out at Max and Bredos, and I'm just doing a Sunday little opinionated s- segment about football because so many times I'm tweeting or something. like, I'd like to talk about these things, because, you know, I've been covering this sport for a long time. I love it, 22 years, and I want to continue uh, – I want to do that in that form. So someone suggested to me, like, I go, why haven't I done this sooner? So uh, looking to get a nice following there. Uh, I, I really enjoy doing it, and uh, it's still pretty rudimentary because we're doing it here in my little studio that I made in my house. But Hopefully I can expand here at some point, and we'll we'll see where it goes. But I've really enjoyed it because, you know, I can crack my jokes, and I, it, it, it helps me get – those things off my chest. I wanted to talk about Real Madrid uh, after this weekend, so I talk about it there. I wanted to talk about how much Frank Ribery and Aryan Robin meant to me, so I talk about it there. So uh, it's a nice outlet for me. Check it out.
0: Yeah, that, definitely. And and for those hey, of super you that-
1: super, have you checked it out?
0: <laughs> hey, I've heard about it,
1: and I and I'm, <laughs> you know, I will. I'm gonna subscribe that. as we as we speak. Good man. Good man, Super. So so, the so for those so those you, of you out there. You gotta have a super man. You gotta have a super at one of your episodes. Oh
2: boy. Only if you wear libre,
1: only if you wear a lucha libre
0: man. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. So 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 for those of you out there that uh, you know may not may not be familiar with Max or, or his trajectory. Max, as you mentioned, he's been covering the sport for twenty two years, but uh, I mean, a, a lot of his career, uh, you know, he spent time with Fox, Fox Soccer Channel. And that's where, uh, you know, our connection began. You know, when I worked at, uh, at Fox Deportes and, and uh, Fox Sports International back in the day with, with Max, uh, you know, like he was one of the pioneers of that of that place. Hey, Max, why don't you, uh, you know, give us a little story or what are your like more like favorite uh, colorful stories from your Fox Soccer days that uh, people may not necessarily be too familiar with?
2: Well, I get in trouble for this no.
0: <laughs> it's a podcast man.
2: No, it was uh, just it don't was throw constantly a- under the bus. <laughs> I know. I actually Christopher Sullivan is my uh plus one analyst for the LAFC game coming up on Friday night. So you can see oh, that on great. YouTube TV if you're in LA. So or I think it might be available on ESPN Plus. So check it out if you get one of those to see that game this Friday. But um I don't know man, it was just It was very fulfilling because when we first started doing that, I didn't think anyone was listening. But now when I talk to people, people watch that channel. People are very emotional when they talk about that channel. They go, I never got to watch soccer. Now I get to watch all these leagues. And you were the voice. I mean, you would drive me crazy because I'd hear your voice all day on that channel. i go, yeah. I'd call like six games in a row. (laughs) (laughs) I would get there like at 4 a.m. and then walk out like I got out there at like 8 p.m. after, you know, I'd start with the Bundesliga, walk out after calling MLS. I'm like, oh, my God. So it was just one after a monitor, but I it, it maybe you know, it got me so educated on the sport, and you got to see. I think players uh, when I got to call the Argentine league, these guys at fifteen, sixteen years old, like Carlos Stevens and Sergio Agüero, and all those guys, and Pablo Aimar becoming stars at that early age. So it was. I think there is. It was. It was funny um, stories of. Uh, seen all these games come in and there was like there was um there was one time when we called a game there because everything's happening so quickly and we would get the tapes off of feed and we did the first half game of an italian game and then someone <laughs> so the first half ended and glenn davis was calling it first half ends and then uh the feed came down and they actually fed the first half again so because it was like a little bit of late so the, the guy we start the second half of the game and. They, uh, Glenn Davis goes here. We are da, 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 da. and then he's like, well, wow, this game is starting the second half just exactly like it's the first half." And then he <laughs> stops. He goes, "Oh my God, it is the first half again." <laughs> but you know, there's some things. There are some things I remember. Like we did the Premier League, and look, there's there there are um, rules of society that we follow in the United States that may not be followed somewhere else. So they would. I think in England, they would, I don't know, they would refer, to, we call them Chinese internationals. They would say on the air, Chinamen. And we're like, you, and we'd call them and say, you can't say use that. But we use that in England. That's not a offensive thing. I go, I know, but you're broadcasting the States. You have to start saying Chinese international or something, please. And then eventually you'd hear these English announcements, get it through their system. But if, in England, that's not a, uh, an off-color expression, but it was like, all right, yeah, I remember our boss, Dermot, making the phone call. He goes, You, and he's like, you can't. Look, no, I'm not saying I let it happen. It cannot happen. <laughs> and they're like, Yeah, dude, it can happen. Yeah. So you to, you to, it was all these things, cultures, and languages coming together. And it was a, it was a I really, really loved working there. I miss working that. It was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, and, and Super, you've been following uh, the game, obviously, though, throughout your entire life. Could you talk to us about your earliest memory that you have of, uh, of uh, watching soccer TV here in, in the U.S.
1: In the U.S., well, uh, you know, of course, my Chivas, man. Everywhere everywhere you go, you will always find the Chivas, you know, and, and I came here in 99, and uh, um, obviously, you know, I wouldn't miss, like, a, a, a Liga MX game, you know, all the time. Every weekend, I was in front of the TV uh, looking for my Chivas, and uh, – uh, that's one thing I'm lucky to follow, Chivas because you know no matter no matter where I am, like if I go on vacation, uh, and you know in Maine and, uh, or in Cod, uh, <laughs> you know you always have a channel that has Chivas, you know. <laughs> well, just...
2: But then you have to watch those you, yes. then you have to watch those games where they're going to finish 14th in the in, La, in Liga MX. That's no fun. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That, uh, no, but listen, there's, there's a special love about uh, this, a special passion uh, when, you, when you're a Chivas fan. It doesn't matter. You know, I know it's not a good thing. It, right it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't believe it. It's going to turn around.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Sorry to bring that memory back. I think that All was right. an awful question, Sugler. Hey, Max, really quick, uh, before <laughs> we wrap things up, why don't, why don't you tell us about your most fond memory calling a game? Ooh. Uh, well, I
2: don't think there's one most fond. There was uh oh, there was um there was a UEFA it was called the UEFA Cup final uh, and I would call it uh the Europa League which is it's known now. There were two finals that were just ban- bananas. There was one between Alaves and Liverpool and I think it, it ended it was like 4-4 or something crazy like that. I just remember it was an amazing game. Goals coming for both teams. And Alaves wasn't supposed to be there. And there was another one between Porto, I believe, and Celtic, where the guy ran out naked. And then and there was all these great players in the Europa League final. And there was a referee. He came out, and it was a fake referee. It was a, oh, wow. one of these guys who were streakers. And then he just pulled off his – he pulled a, a string, and his whole referee uniform fell to the floor. And he runs off. And I'm like, whoa! <laughs> I don't know what to do. I think the game, the MLS, David Beckham's <laughs> debut game, where we're at Giant Stadium –
0: Oh, so that yeah, was memorable. Got, like, the uh, Red Bulls game. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah,
2: and that, but probably the number one because of its importance was the 2007 Gold Cup final and where yeah. uh, the USA beat Mexico. I'm Wait, sure uh, Super, Super was <laughs> llorando somewhere in Maine.
1: <laughs> no, listen, I still remember that one with uh, 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 Giovanni Los Santos, uh, the goal that he scored. Wait you a minute. He's probably is... still crying for that one. Oh! <laughs>
2: Oh, he's just he, taking shots now. He's, he's tirando some broncas right now, man.
0: Eh? <laughs> hey Max, man, we really, really appreciate you hanging out with us, man. We uh Alright,
2: no, you tomorrow, guys are good. Hey, anytime anytime for Buena Gente.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's uh, it's been a pleasure and obviously like you know, you're a good friend of, of El trial Online and uh, hopefully you join us uh you know uh, sooner than later once again. Uh and are you, guys,
2: are you guys gonna be doing anything uh for the Gold Cup?
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, super, right now we're actually in the planning stages of of that, and uh, we're we're finalizing the the details. So, uh, expect Super Mojado to be out there uh, covering uh, several of the games for sure.
1: Super uh, the opener, yes, Mexico, Canada.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, uh, the
1: Martinique Martinique game, I will be there for sure, and then uh, hopefully, if they make it to the final, I'll be there. All in right. Chicago. In Chicago, yeah. If there's a final. Maybe I'll get out to the final. I'd like to do that. Hey so, Max, we'll, we'll see each other there. Okay. Cervezas on super. There you go. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Where tequila.
0: Where can they follow you at uh, on social media?
2: First and foremost, if you don't sign on my YouTube page, I will uh, I will never appear on L3 again. That's the rules. I'm just kidding. Uh, Max Bredos <laughs> Sports on Twitter and Bredos on Instagram. And just uh, overall good timer. That's what i will Let's right. get the party started. Vamos.
0: Awesome, man. Hey, Max, again, thank you very much for joining us. Super. I would typically say final words, but uh, I think you already uh, annoyed Max pretty much. So Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> that, was, uh, that was completely uncalled for. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have a good one. And uh, again, uh, on behalf of Max Bredos and El Super Mojado, I'm Joe Rodriguez. Thanks for tuning in to this uh, L3 Online podcast.